0: Hello and welcome to episode number one oh nine of Random Thoughts. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of Middle America, where we had a presidential election last night, or did we? I don't know. Uh it's what we've been predicting over the last few weeks that we probably weren't going to know who the winner of this election was going to be the next day. Or the day after that. And this seems to be accurate. That's why I left grumpy old Ben's when we did our last episode on Monday saying, okay, we'll be back Friday. Will we know who the president is? Maybe not. And that seems to be coming to fruition. Yes, we are live in answer to John Fletcher in the troll room over at noagendasocial.com. How do you not do it live? As Bill O'Reilly inspired us to the day after. An election which was really more chaos than anything else. And I'm not sure why anybody would have expected this to go in any other way, but I think there were a few things that we learned yesterday. And I think that the issues in this country aren't going to change overnight. And it's going to take some. Give and take. That is what the American experiment has always been about. The two party system has some really big problems, but the American people overall need to understand that the only way for this country to work is compromise. Because without compromise, you're never going to get anything done because of the fact that this country seems to be completely. Split down the middle. And it's been this way for as long as I can remember. It's a talk that's been going on all over the internet amongst rational people and some of the people over in the troll room, again, at noagendastream.com, which is it's kind of surprising in a way, but is it? Because that's America. The concept is we have a mixture of some very different people living in vastly different conditions, we have the big cities, of course, which are going to go to the Democrats all the time. They're going to go, they're going to lean left in their political, in their leanings. Then you have a lot of rural areas in the United States that is going to lean to the Republicans to the right of the political spectrum. Now, every election, we, I guess, hope that everybody on the other side is going to go our way, and that really, it really doesn't make any sense. But why is this election still in chaos, and this really is due to COVID? Well, COVID will be blamed for it. I don't really know if COVID was the reason for this. I would lean more towards thinking that COVID was just a really good excuse to do a lot of the things that the left wanted when it comes to mail-in balloting, voting by mail, voting by not having to be in the actual polling place. And it's interesting to watch now as more and more states go to allowing you to vote Allowing you to register to vote almost immediately up to election day. In some places, even on election day, you can still register to vote because I'm seeing some stuff on the social medias that people are pointing to. I think it was Wisconsin saying that they're already showing more votes counted than they had registered voters. Well, it depends on you know if your data is correct. One, when your data came from. There's no question that opening up elections to allowing people to vote in a way that they don't have to show up to a polling place at a specific time and day should increase voter turnout. And I'm not against increasing voter turnout. That's a good thing. The problem is with this type of voting is that it also brings with it the possibility of a lot more fraud Think about it it's the same thing if you were a kid in school and the teacher didn't watch when you were all taking a test I mean there was a lot more kids if the teacher were to walk out of the room during a test it would be like hey man uh, could you tell me the answer to number two uh, it just happens because people are gonna cheat and I mean you're not having to get the right answer when you vote. But if you're sending a bunch of ballots out, we talked about this on Grumpy Old Bens It seems like forever ago. When it comes to the mail and voting, which is you have quite often, and you know the left is very big on this, and rightfully so. That you know there's a lot of spouses, you know, a lot of women, yeah, could be men that are in abusive relationships. That the fact is, if two ballots come into the house. Well, the husband's going to fill them both out or the wife's going to fill them both out, not give the other person. They're going to be disenfranchised, which is why going into the polling place is the great equalizer, because nobody really knows who you vote for. Nobody can vote for you when you have to show up at the polling place and fill out a ballot. That's not true with mail-in balloting. You don't know who's filling that ballot in. you don't know if the people filling it in are under duress, and you don't know technically when those ballots come in, who actually sent them in, because I thought uh, Pennsylvania, one of the states in question here, already had hundreds of thousands of ballots that had come in before Election Day that were duplicates that were from people who had already voted. So then what do you do? There's no question that having a system of mail-in balloting can take the results of an election and skew them massively. So here we are, the day after the election. Well, it really isn't the day after the election because it still seems like it's going on. But we're waiting on some pretty big states with their electoral college votes. And there's already people calling for the Electoral College to be uh, to be disbanded again, the usual leftist tactics. But we're waiting for some pretty big states to tell us who won. And some of these states are telling us uh, for some reason, Nevada is one of these states and they're telling us, well, we're not getting any updates today on Wednesday. I mean, uh, this is this is the uh, state of Las Vegas. They deal with a lot of numbers. They deal with a lot of money count. I mean, you'd think they would be able to count ballots, you know, at least by the next day after they were uh, they were taken after they were placed. But no, Nevada, for some reason, is telling us ah, we're taking the day off. Pennsylvania, another big one, which is telling us there may still be millions of votes out there. And I mean, it may take to the end of the week for Pennsylvania to decide where they can find some more Biden votes or get rid of the Trump votes or or do something. Wisconsin's one of them, North Carolina, Michigan, Georgia. And it was interesting yesterday to watch the coverage. And uh, it's hard to watch election coverage if you're looking for sanity, if you're looking for honest reporting, because the The main networks, oh man, were they off their game, including Fox News. There is no good big venue anymore to watch this stuff. Fox News was calling stuff way early and then they had to go back and pull it back. CNN, of course, you were just playing Biden watch. It wasn't even much of a election watch. It was just what was going on with Biden. Trump was you know already a foregone loser at the beginning of cnn's cnn's coverage it appears and then they got a little bit worried but i decided to tune in to the blaze television glenn beck's thing and yeah i know glenn beck can be a little bit crazy but the coverage i enjoyed it cuz it was one it was informative two it was entertaining which is something that uh, cnn just can't quite figure out how to do. Cuz CNN is still in the whole, uh, you know, orange man bad thing and that just gets to be no fun at all to watch. But we have the internet now. So that's where the Blaze TV comes in. You know, there's um, you know, a bunch of different organizations that were streaming that were off of your normal, you know, cable channels. And there was some big numbers being reported cuz they reported this on The Blaze TV that they were doing and theirs was kind of split because the Blaze was both a Glenn Beck stream and they also had one from Crowder and those two combined were about four hundred thousand people watching at the height of this going on, which was below. They also reported that Joe rogan's stream was getting over a half a million people there, so there was a lot of people that were watching what was going on with the election. And already getting rid of the Fox News and the MSNBCs because people are really, really tired of what they're getting from the mainstream media and rightfully so. Because if you were following any of the mainstream media, you know, every one of them was reporting polls, you know, week, two weeks, moving up to last night's big election. And every one of them told us it was going to be a Joe Biden landslide. And guess what? We didn't get we didn't get a Joe Biden landslide. What we got was up until about midnight central time yesterday. Everything was pointing to, hey, looks like Donald Trump's going to win re-election. Watching what was going on with the voting odds. And I think this is all based out of the UK because we can't we can't bet on elections here in the United States, which is really a shame. Because, you know, it's just as fixed as everything else in sports in the United States. So I don't know why we can't bet on it, but okay. The odds went from like 75% Biden to about 75% Trump. And now today, now that magically all of these states decided that they were going to just they were just going to stop counting last night. So I mean, I know it's election day. It's really important, but They just decided to to stop counting. Well, then the odds went back into Biden's way because, I mean, even the people that are doing the odds, they understand what's going on here. The minute this election was brought to a screeching halt, they knew there was something a little fishy. And of course, then it goes back to Biden because we know who's the professionals, right? When it comes to election fraud. And is there election fraud? I don't know. Everybody's like, well, you can't prove there's election fraud. Well, yeah, you can't necessarily prove on a ballot by ballot basis. But again, you can tell if the end results are there were more votes than the people that were registered to vote, pretty sure something was going on. Some of this stuff where you get they're looking for votes, you know, in the middle of the night, Trump was absolutely right. This is what happened. You know, Trump was ahead. In a place, I think it was in Wisconsin, and then between like three and four in the morning, hey, we just found two hundred thousand more ballots for, for Biden. There was just a glitch. Yeah, we just we entered those wrong, and that's uh that's what happens. And this is no matter what, whether they're actually doing the job honestly or not, this is why people point to that stuff and go fraud, because it appears like fraud. This whole system appears to be wrought with fraud. Because there's nothing normal about how this election went down. And you can blame the fact that this was all COVID, and maybe there was a reason why more people should have gone the absentee ballot, but this wasn't just giving absentee ballots. This was deciding to try to send everybody they could a ballot, and they weren't prepared for it. That's the biggest problem. They were not prepared for this, which is why. States like Pennsylvania are telling us that it might be a week before they get the results. So this is going to be interesting. And of course, uh, you know, of course, Trump went out and made his statement, made everybody mad, but uh, that's okay. This just you want to know how the media is covering this. This was the headline from the Chicago Sun-Times. Biden asks supporters to keep the faith while Trump prematurely declares victory, falsely claims opponents trying to steal the election. Well, did you do research? I mean, was this was this journalism sometimes that you're saying Trump falsely is claiming that opponents tried to steal the election? Um, Did you look into this? I mean, it doesn't seem like you'd have any time to look into it because Trump said it. And then they posted that this was Trump falsely claiming something. But how do you know? Sometimes. You know, this is the lack of journalism that people get really tired of dealing with because the headline could have just been Biden asks his supporters to keep the faith. Trump is declaring victory and claiming opponents are trying to steal the election. I mean, claiming still means there's no proof. But then when you say falsely claiming, now you're going in the other direction and saying, well, that's not true. But now if it turns out, that there's any voter fraud whatsoever. Now, your headline is wrong sometimes, but they don't care. The mainstream media is so in on this scam. They are so in on these shenanigans that can be pulled off no matter what. They need to get Biden to the victory line, and I think they will stop at nearly nothing to get there. Now, Pennsylvania, one of the states in question here, The attorney general made a comment, which I thought this was absolutely fantastic, made a comment the uh, the day before the election or three days prior, actually, not just the day before, three days prior, the the guy in Pennsylvania said, if all of the votes are added up in Pennsylvania, Trump is going to lose. That's why he's working overtime to subtract as many votes as possible from this process. For the record, he's 0-6 against us in court. We've protected voting rights. Now, ignore the noise. Vote. So, wait, you, you're you telling me Trump, no matter what, Trump was going to lose in Pennsylvania? I mean, did you, how did you know this? And this is the guy that's in uh, in charge? <laughs> I mean, this is the attorney general of the state? He was also the one on uh, the day of the voting, tweeted out that yeah, need help with your mail in ballot, finding out where to vote or something else. Call the Philadelphia Democrat vote assistance hotline. Someone will answer and help you out. Yeah, this is Attorney General Shapiro from Pennsylvania. And this is what was going on three days before the vote. He was telling people that. When all the votes are added up, Trump is going to lose his exact words. When the votes are added up, Trump is going to lose. And then telling people if they needed help with their ballot to call the Democrats. I mean, that seems completely fair and equitable and the way that any state should be running this, doesn't it? No, no, maybe not. Uh, He's still saying there's over a million votes left to count. Now, here's the funny thing in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, a million votes left to count. Trump's lead was around 700,000. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the numbers finally are when Pennsylvania comes out with them. It's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, One thing everybody noticed that was paying attention last night while this was all going on was. The uh, Chinese currency, the Yuan, you know, the Yen, Yan, i A N, I'm probably butchering how you say that, but you know, when when Biden was kind of cruising along at the start of this, everything was good. Everything was good. When things started to look like it was going the route of Donald Trump, the Chinese currency started crashing. I mean, it went down fast. It was no, <laughs> it was no joke to see what this was doing during the election and so much when uh, people want to know why all these countries are trying to get involved and influence elections all over the world not just what's going on to try to influence American elections but the United States they influence things all around the world every country is doing it and you see why because the minute it looked like Joe Biden was losing control of this election, and Trump was going to get reelected. The Chinese markets start going haywire, and it wasn't good for China because they know right there if this is not a clear indicator on who is dealing with China in a way that is good for America, then you're also kind of missing out on how the whole thing works. The stock market was over uh, was up here in the United States. I think they said more in one day. On a presidential election since 1980 or 84, something like that. It was a long time since the stock market was actually up that much on an election day. This morning, it looked like the stock futures were still going up. So I think Wall Street, as an indicator anyway, still believes that there's a pretty good chance when all is said and done that Donald Trump is going to be reelected. The uh, president of the United States, but there's still a long way to go for that to happen. And this is why you have to ask yourself why do people have faith in this election system, or do they? If they do, is it something that's warranted? I mean, some weird things happened in last night's elections. I don't know if anything was weirder than the event that happened in georgia which was in the uh, the county where atlanta is a uh, pipe burst in the room where the ballots were being held this was in fulton county and they said luckily that the way that there was a slope or something in the room i think it was in one of the one of the big like sports venues that the room where these ballots were, I mean, just imagine what are the odds of that? We're taking all of our mail in ballots. We're down in Atlanta and we're taking all these mail in ballots and we're keeping them really safe in a room where a pipe then bursts and uh, causes a delay in getting these votes. Now, they're saying that no ballots were harmed. And I certainly hope that's so, but it's more questions that are raised. On who chose to put these things in a room where there was a water pipe that can burst, and two, then were these ballots actually undamaged? Are we missing any or any added? Any chicanery possible that uh, could have happened with those ballots in Georgia? Again, Nevada telling us that we won't have any updates until Thursday, don't know why. And in Wisconsin, you know, a place where they were kind of slow. To call in the National Guard when there was rioting in the streets. Uh, They called in the National Guard to help count ballots. Yeah, that's right. Poll workers in Wisconsin in two counties. One was Calumet County and one was Uchigimi, I think it is. I mean, again, this is some weird name. This is obviously, I think, an Indian name. O U T A G A M I E County, where the National Guard was called in to help transfer votes from at least. 13,500 misprinted absentee ballots, and they're taking those ballots and then refilling out clean ballots. So I don't know exactly what the misprint was on the original ballots that went out, but seemingly that there were uh, over 10,000 ballots again that were misprinted in a way where it couldn't go through. They're machines to count them. Because I mean, overall, people aren't counting these things, I hope, in the majority of places by hand. I mean, we don't want to go back to the hanging Chad days of the Al Gore, Bush, fiasco down in Florida. So usually we're dealing with machines. We all uh I mean, maybe not all of us, but you know, people my age and younger, I think you understand what these things are. They used to call them the Scantron sheets, you know, where you fill out and you fill in the little bubble. And then the machine reads them as you feed them through. I will say. On the ballot here in Illinois, I went in to vote and I I haven't been wearing a mask because, you know, I'm home ninety nine point nine percent of the time, and that is not an exaggeration. So wearing a mask is a little a little still different for me. So I guess I'm lucky in that regard because I know there's a lot of people, including my wife, who has to wear these things all day at work. And they're no fun at all. But we went in to vote, and my glasses started fogging up, and I can't read the damn ballot. And these things are printed in such a way that the text is fairly small. And as somebody with only one semi-good eye, that sucks. But two, it's like they were saving money on ink because it was about a you know a half grayscale kind of a text rather than a nice bold black. So I just made sure to vote for the important things. And I left most of the stuff blank because I just couldn't read it. So, I mean, there's that. You want to talk about voter being disenfranchised right there, having to wear a mask into the polling place is disfranchising anybody with shitty eyes who relies on glasses that are going to get fogged up and you can't read what is actually on the ballot. But here in uh, Wisconsin, then the National Guard's coming in. To fill out new ballots. And they said the system of transferring over the misprinted ballots over to the clean ballots uh, takes about four minutes per ballot. Yeah, see, I don't need a magnifier, Harry Hamster. I just need better eyes because, I mean, making it bigger isn't going to let you see through your glasses fogging up. But it would be nice if the ballots were printed in such a way that they were clear to read because I know there's a lot of older folks that go in a lot of people who don't have great eyes and it was it just seemed odd to me that the text wasn't all that clear to read there was a part on the Illinois ballot which we'll be getting to in a minute about a change possible to the to the income tax and uh, that was a like gray printed on a gray background and uh Fletcher of the Hog Story Show. Yes, I need a monocle. I mean, why waste money on glasses when you really can't see out of one eye anyway? You just need one side of that. Just need a monocle. Don't waste all the money on those crazy glasses. A monocle would do the job. And this is why. You get trolled along when doing a live show, but it's fun. No agenda social dot not, well, that's one place to go. No com is the place you want to go to troll along during the live shows. But last night, the other interesting thing was because everything seemed to be going more or less as planned. At least there wasn't a whole lot of stories as we've seen in years past about voter intimidation. I mean, we didn't see the Black Panthers like we did that four or eight years ago. Now, the Black Panthers at the polling place We didn't have any issues like that happening, but I mean, there was violence in the streets again last night, and I'm not not sure why, because this was something that was obviously set up in advance. This was planned, and obviously it wasn't going to matter who was in charge or who was leading at that particular time, because we don't have an answer yet. So if anybody's going to be like pissed off about this election, there's really no reason to be pissed off yet. Neither guy lost, you know, neither party lost. So I'm not really sure why there was another night of unrest in uh, Washington, D.C., Minnesota, Seattle, New York City. The D.C. one, there was some video footage of this on the Blaze TV last night. They had a guy named Elijah Schaefer who was boots on the ground and he was showing what was going on and it started out. I mean, it's very weird. It kind of starts out like everybody's just getting together, you know, to have a little party or something. Everything's nice. Everything's fine. Everybody's just gathering and then boom, they start marching. The violence starts, you know, the baseball bats come out and he was doing this, of course, live. A lot of people were masked. I mean, most were because, I mean, you know, COVID, of course, but you don't want to be recognized. This Elijah Schaefer last week was beaten up at an Antifa thing and he was out there. And of course, he had his uh, some security with them and he had you know was he was masked, so he didn't want people to be able to recognize him. But every time he went live, of course. If you were around him, you might be able to figure out where he is and which guy he was with the camera, with the phone. And it seemed like there were other journalists or people at least videoing, even if they weren't journalists, that were being attacked because Antifa, it turns out, doesn't like it when you videotape them. Because, you know, there's nothing that says we are on the side of right and we are on the side of justice. Nothing says that more than don't videotape me or I'll kick your ass. I mean, that makes perfect sense, right? But there was somebody and I know this is just on Twitter and from one of these groups uh, wasn't the Antifa. It was like the black block or something like that, that the group's name was where they mentioned this Elijah Schaefer by name and said they were trying to ID him so they could. Now, they put this in quotes, But they said they were trying to ID him to, quote, assassinate him, end quote. No, I don't know how the term assassinate him changes when you put it in air quotes. I mean, is there some fun thing the kids are calling assassinating people now that's actually not, you know, assassinating him? I mean, when you put it in air quotes, does that mean we're going to, like, go find him and, like, give him an orange popsicle or something? I don't know. But this group said they were looking for him in order to assassinate him, at which point Glenn Beck told him, uh, yeah, just just get out of there. Get out of there. We don't need the coverage of that badly. We don't need to worry about putting somebody in harm's way. But this is the kind and tolerant left and a Seattle for our buddy Ryan Bemrose, co-host Of the Grumpy Old Bens podcast with me. There were arrests last night in Seattle, at least eight people. And one of the things they were doing, spreading nails on the roadways. I mean, nothing says freedom and fairness and democracy than endangering everybody's life that drives on the roads of Seattle. This kind of stuff has got to stop. These are the kind of people that need to be put in jail. And this stuff needs to be treated way more seriously than all of these liberal uh, attorney generals in the states, in these cities that are just allowing this stuff to go on. This is lawlessness. And we are still a nation of law and order, whether you like it or not, lefties. This is still a nation of law and order. Now, one other thing they were talking about also on The Blaze last night, which I thought was interesting because, uh, I mean, we've never jumped this far ahead here on Random Thoughts or over on uh, Grumpy Old Ben's. But the people on The Blaze kind of had a uh, foregone conclusion that, you know, sure, socialism was on the ballot here. In 2020, because of Kamala Harris because of all of the leftists that are getting into office I mean it's amazing that AOC won re-election it's amazing that a lot Omar won re-election and now it was down in was it Mississippi there was an area where a BLM woman activist got elected because I mean nothing says. You should be in government than the hatred these people are bringing to the table. I just don't understand where the country is going. But this is where, again, the blaze is seeing this coming because they said, well, it seems like a foregone conclusion that the United States is going to go full in on the socialist, communist concept, Marxist, whatever you want to call it, by either 2028 or 2032. It was kind of like, well, this is still too soon. Trump still has a chance to beat it. Right now we still have a chance to beat it back, but in uh, in two elections from now or three election cycles from now socialism is going to be a foregone conclusion. And I don't know if I believe that, but we are definitely moving in that direction when you see the types of folks that are getting elected the because of their viewpoints that is the issue when you're actually taking socialists and communists and electing them to office i don't know how people expect this to go well for the american system i mean you see a lot of stuff there i think van jones was posting a thing like Hey, help protect our democracy, and it's like we don't have a democracy, idiot. We have a republic; it's a different thing as well. But of course, the usual suspects talking about things like the electoral college. The one that I saw that really stood out to me was Robert Reich, who was the secretary of labor under Bill Clinton. Said uh, on Twitter, "Quote: I can't overstate how backwards it is." That the person with the most votes doesn't determine who is president. I mean, do we have to go through this again? And you understand? I mean, you're going to tell me that uh, that this guy who has more degrees than I could ever imagine to have that he doesn't understand why the Electoral College is there. It's there for a simple reason, which is to try to mitigate any of the shenanigan type things that are going on during elections and including this one. I mean, this may be one of the more important ones, but this concept that if every vote was just counted, that would be the most fair thing. I've said this multiple times and I'll say it one more time. I'm in the state of Illinois and I know a lot of people who figure they don't even have to go vote if they're voting for the Republican, because it's never going to matter in Illinois. It's never going to matter. The Democrats always going to win the same thing for California, who still, I think, voted 30 something percent for Donald Trump. The people that just don't go out and vote because they know their vote's not going to matter. That would change if you got rid of the Electoral College. So trying to go back and fit Old results from old elections into a new set of rules doesn't make sense. You can't change the rules afterwards and expect that your data is still going to be valid because then a whole bunch of different people decide they're going to vote. The people who feel like they're disenfranchised in their states, and this I'm sure is the same for liberals and all the states that always go to the Republicans as well. But trying to guess how many of those people would vote if the system was changed. I mean, I would say you can leave that up to the pollsters to find out. But my God, are they bad at their job? The pollsters just have no clue what is going on. And I don't know how anybody can be as bad at their job as the pollsters are. I really don't. The interesting Bill O'Reilly suggested that maybe it's time to sue all of these places because there's no question that these results that they were giving were all completely either push polls which means they know the results they're going to get before they even ask the question or there was some people suggesting that a lot of these polls were just absolutely completely fabricated from the ground up that they didn't never even ask anybody anything now this is all you want to talk about election interference when you're going up every day for the two weeks or more up until the presidential election and going nope doesn't matter who it is guy x is up by 15 points over guy y well you're changing who's going out to vote there's no question about it you're changing who's going out to vote now how you're changing it is a really good question because that's always been the biggest question in my mind when it comes down to something like this. So if you say something like, well, they're faking the polls, they said Biden was up by, you know, 15 points over Trump, so that way we are just going to demoralize the Trump voter and they're not going to go out and vote and people love to vote for a winner. So even the people that wouldn't normally go out and vote for Biden they're going to go vote for biden i don't know if that's the reality of the situation or if the person you want to win is showing as running behind whether that then encourages you to go out and vote if you weren't going to otherwise and that i don't have an answer to but it's an interesting question on how the polls do affect people. The reality is the the information that was given is pretty much useless, and maybe it's time to do away with that system for a variety of reasons because it hasn't been right for a while. Although I mean Trafalgar again, there are some polling places that were accurate the last two times. But they are definitely in the minority. Now, another interesting thing when looking at how this election went down is how it relates to race and how race relates to this election in 2020. Charles Blow of the New York Times posted this. This is so personally devastating to me. The black male vote for Trump increased from 13% in 2016 to 18% this year. The black female vote for Trump doubled from 4% in 2016 to 8% this year. One, interesting stats. But two, that it was personally devastating to him that black people changed the way they were voting van jones said this quote i think a lot of democrats are hurt tonight i think there's a lot of hurt out there there's a moral victory and there's a political victory they're not the same thing the political victory still may come but i think for people who saw babies being snatched away from their mothers at the border lie People sending their kids into schools where the N-word is now being used against them. Lies for people seeing this wave of intolerance. They wanted a moral victory tonight. They wanted to see a repudiation of the direction for the country. And the fact that it's this close, I think, is it hurts. It just hurts. Well, here's the thing, Van Jones. You're living in Dimension B, and you're not seeing the reality of the United States. You're living in the dimension where people are telling you that this is a racist country from the ground up. It's not. The children being removed from their parents at the border, that was your guy. That was Barack. Come on. This is unbelievable that these people are like mentally deranged when it comes to this stuff. And Van Jones has to know the reality of the cages at the border. He has to know this is what he does for a living. But this just shows you how disingenuous, at least to me, the people on the left appear to be because Van Jones is not an idiot. He's even said some you know fairly uh, nice things about Trump when he did things that he agreed with. But here you're going back to the children at the border and the N word being used against kids in schools. It's like, where the hell does that come from? I don't quite understand that. And you're going to tell me, too, that, uh, you know, there's no problem the other way either. I mean, there's never it's always it's always the victim mentality here that people like Van Jones bring out. And it gets a little bit tiresome. What they need to realize on the left is we have a diverse country. And I mean, the left pretends they want diversity. I mean, it's great if the color of your skin is different. It's great if, you know, the way you wear your hair is different. It's great if you have 14 piercings in your face. It's great if you're tattooed from head to toe. It's great if you want to be transgender. It's great if you just want to be a cross-dresser. It's great if you want to be gay. It's great if you want to do all of this. But if you want to think differently and vote for Trump, oh, my God, that's crazy. That's horrible. You're horrible people. I mean, it's diversity as long as you have their exact beliefs, which really isn't diversity at all, Van Jones. I hate to tell you that's not diversity at all. That's the epitome of everything you pretend to be against. And I just don't get it. But the exit polling and exit polling, I know we've already discussed that the pollsters overall suck at their jobs. But I thought this was interesting, especially from the other stat we just talked about from Charles Blow of the New York Times. The leading up to this election, a big part of this was Trump is a racist. Trump is a misogynist. Trump is a sexist. Trump is bad. Trump is bad. Trump is bad. And they told us that women we're going to go to Biden. They told us the black community was going to go to Biden. They told us the Latin community was going to Biden. Everybody was going to Biden because the orange man bad. Now, the exit polling, I mean, again, they are what they are. But the intriguing point about the exit polling was amongst Latino women, Trump up three percentage points from where he was four years ago. Among Latino men, Trump up three percentage points from where he was four years ago. Amongst black women, four percentage points among black men. On this one, four percentage points. And uh, among white women, up two percentage points among white women. Trump was up two percentage points. Now, uh, white men, I mean, I mean, I'm a white guy. We're bad. I know we're horrible white people uh, with white people, with white men. Compared to 2016, Trump uh, lost five points. Yeah, the only demographic that lost points when it comes to voting for Trump was white men. Let that one sink in for just a moment. It goes against everything they told us was going to happen, which uh, why do you want to believe the media for anything? I suggest not. But if you want to see where the hatred is, I mean, look no further than John Cusack. And I know he's an idiot actor. I used to enjoy watching John Cusack's movies. You know, he was a Chicago guy. You know, even though he's a Cub fan, I mean, I overlooked that. But uh, he has gone so far out of his mind, so far into the Trump derangement syndrome that it's hard to believe he can function on a day-to-day basis but uh, Trump blasted the voters who quote voted for the mentally ill virus spreading child abducting Nazi rapist yeah yeah John I mean let's bring the civility back to politics shall we the people who voted for the mentally ill, virus spreading, child abducting Nazi rapist. I mean, that just flows right off your tongue, doesn't it? I mean, I feel sorry for John Cusack. I mean, one, that he has no career anymore. And two, obviously, that he's probably sitting in his mother's basement furiously pounding on his keyboard and trying to get everybody on Twitter to tell him how smart he is. The other thing he had posted like a few months back was he was going to block anybody who wasn't noticeably anti-Trump. Even if you're just uh, if he's like was following you or you're tweeting at him, and you're just somebody who's not political at all, somebody that doesn't care, somebody that's really just not saying if you're not if you're not actively anti-Trump, he was going to block you. So I mean, it must be a very very cool world that uh, John Cusack lives in. I'm not worried about his mental well-being at all. The uh, GOP, though, they do appear to have kept control of the Senate, which is a good thing. And Illinois here, I think, uh, I mean, I talked about this, I believe, on Grumpy Old Benz. I don't know if I did here. We were getting phone calls. the robocallers nearly nonstop, which, I mean, it always happens a little bit around the election time, but this was a little bit more than normal. And one of the big things was in regards to a Supreme Court justice here in Illinois, who is a, uh, you know, a crony of Madigan here in Illinois, who a lot of people, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on in Illinois, most people seem to hate Madigan. And uh, this was a judge, I guess, that uh, was a pretty big crony of Madigan. And we got a bunch of calls saying vote no to retain Supreme Justice Tom Kilbride here in Illinois. And it turns out that must have worked. The phone calls must have worked because the in Illinois, the Supreme Court justices are given a 10 year term when they uh, when they get up on the ballot and they don't run against anybody so it comes down to unless you get like 60% of the voters saying to boot you you just keep getting you know you get another term this was the first time from what i've read that a illinois supreme court justice was removed on the ballot so i mean those phone calls worked i guess The other thing on the ballot, as I mentioned, that was the thing that was, uh, you know, the text was harder to read because it was then, you know, on a shaded box, which is always makes things easier to read. Illinois graduated income tax amendment. It says uh, that it ran into resistance, which is good, but it was a yes, no question on the ballot. So it was, hey, do you want this? And the correct answer was no, which I made sure research going in, because a lot of times this stuff on the ballot will be like, well, it's a tax amendment and it's worded in such a way where you have to answer yes to not have it happen. So I was, you know, made sure, did the research, needed to vote no on this. Now, I didn't know that there are actually two ways this thing can pass, which is kind of nefarious to me which this is from the uh, I think the Chicago Tribune results might remain unknown for days or weeks as late arriving mail-in votes continue to be counted that's because there are two ways that the proposal can pass and it either needs 60% support of those who voted directly on the question so and that it has not that is the one hurdle It has not. It didn't get 60% support for the people that voted and filled one of those two little things in. Now, here's the lunacy of this. If people didn't fill out the ballot, there's a second criteria, which is for everybody that was like, well, I don't really know what this is all about. I don't want to vote on this whole. We don't I don't want to fill out a yes or a no. On this graduated income tax thing. If the thing gets 50% support, so it was either 60% support of people who actually voted yes or no, or if it gets 50% when you include all the other ballots in that people just decided not to vote on that particular thing. and, And I don't get it. I don't get how you can have those two different criteria, but. We are certainly hoping that uh, it doesn't pass. And it was it was funny because the headline in uh, I think it was the Chicago Sun Times was like, "Well, Illinois is in, in in danger of you know how are they going to be fiscally whatever." Well, here's an idea: stop spending all the money. You know how are how is Illinois going to pay for its bills now that the taxpayers didn't go for this scam of increasing the state income tax <laughs> well here again fiscal responsibility but that doesn't happen in politics anymore i don't know why but uh, it's well okay i do know why because the politicians the governors are allowed to get away with it to continue racking up the debt and nothing ever happens to them because they continue to get reelected. And it would be nice if somebody and this is something, you know, even even Trump hasn't done. And Trump's said a lot of things that he promised to do four years ago, probably more so than any president in my lifetime. So whether you like him or not, you knew what he was going to do. But this concept of spending, 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 you know, Trump's on board with that. Obama was on board with that. Bush was on board with that. And as the debt piles up, piles up, piles up, the end result is uh, problematic. (laughs) I hate to use that word, but it it gets a little bit problematic when other countries start owing owning your debt, and you have to continue taxing more, more, and more to even try to pay. It's really anybody that's ever gone so far into credit card debt where it was a problem knows the issue, which is all you're doing is basically paying the interest and you never make a dent in the actual amount that you owe and that's where a lot of states are right now that's where the United States is right now and until something changes uh you know no election's going to save us because there is no party of fiscal responsibility right now no matter what anybody wants to tell you yes john fletcher says math is problematic and it that is doubly so when it comes to politicians doing math. But what did we learn in this election last night? And I would say that what we learned is the country is not one way or the other. It's not fully left. It's not fully right. And that should be something that is celebrated. But, you know, the reality is, and I know this is generalizing, and it's probably because I'm biased. Because I believe that I'm more on the right than I am on the left. But it seems to me that so many people on the left, including the people in you know music and you know, actors and actresses, so you know, the John Cusacks, the Taylor Swifts, that have this viewpoint of the country that nobody disagrees with them, that, oh my God, of course everybody wants Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and then just can't understand that people vote the other way. You all are the problem because I have no issue with people that vote the other way. I certainly don't have any hatred for that. I mean, I'll tell them why their policies are bad and what those policies are going to do that will be detrimental for the country But I don't understand the hatred. And this has been something that has been normalized. And really, because of Donald Trump, it's been normalized with the orange man bad. It's been normalized with the concept that, you know, all of these every horrible thing they've said about him, which, you know, a vast majority of them have already been proven untrue, but it doesn't matter. The left gets off on their hatred. And it's something that is very dangerous because this is why you have Antifa, Black Lives Matter and other groups out on the street that is ruining cities, literally burning cities down, injuring people, killing people. And if there's one thing that seems certain, Donald Trump, again, in all of these communities that allegedly should be backing you know black lives matter and all these other they've gone more for trump and maybe the left if they could just sit down and try to figure this one out why we could actually start moving in the right direction but i mean people still keep voting nancy pelosi won again yesterday maxine waters won again yesterday when you keep electing these same folks into office that are the problem and you expect anything to change. I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. I don't know how to make anything better. I don't know how to remove the hatred that the left continues to love spewing at Donald Trump and people that, you know, dare to vote for this guy. And they don't even want to consider why the concept that one side is going to take over the country and be able to steamroll the other it's a dangerous thing it is a dangerous thing because if it try if somebody tries to make that happen that's where you will have more literal violence in the streets that's where you will have an actual civil war again in the streets this is a country that works when people understand that there are vastly different viewpoints, and the way to get anything done is to compromise and not vilify either side. Will that happen? I don't know. Will we even figure out who's president for the next four years? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see when this comes through. If I had to guess, if I had to bet, I would say that, uh, well, if we go back To the Bush and Gore and the Hanging Chads thing, that went about a month. I think we will get the results from these states by the end of this week. I don't think anybody's going to be coming in after Friday with the vote count, but that doesn't mean we're going to be free of recounts or cases going to court to contest some of these states that are still up in the air and there's enough stuff up in the air at this point it appears that even if one small thing can change like if Nevada could go to Donald Trump it's possible he can win without Wisconsin without Michigan without Minnesota without you know any of these other states so I mean I guess it's still going to be entertaining and there's no there's no reason for anybody on either side to feel like a loser quite yet because we still just don't know who's going to take this one away and even if the one beautiful thing is it does appear as i said that the gop has held control of the senate which will keep this from being a complete crap show for the next two years because at least if 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 it was biden and harris and i mean how many minutes before biden is unable to serve will he even make if he gets the uh, the nod does he even make his inauguration i don't know but at least the senate will not be in the control of the democratic party so there are still some checks and balances to keep some of the really crazy stuff from going on but hey it's still early grab some popcorn sit back relax and uh and watch the place burn. And then hopefully it can be rebuilt. But thank you for hanging out with me, listening here to another Random Thoughts podcast where uh, hey, we're just trying to make some sense in an absolutely insane world. We do work on the value for value model. Harry Hamster comes in today with a donation. I mean, Harry Hamster, this is the guy that if you listen to Grumpy Old Bands, has donated more. To Grumpy Old Bens than anybody else. And he came in today with a donation here for the Random Thoughts Podcast. I don't know if he thought he was going to be getting all of this ranch for his money, but thank you, Harry Hamster, for donating and supporting the Random Thoughts Podcast. And if you want to help us out, and we hope you do, you can go over to randomthoughts.com and click one of those donate buttons. There's a QR code if you want to do the Bitcoin thing, and you can even use the snail mail address if you want to use the post office. But, you know, I mean, they're overloaded right now. I mean, they still have millions and millions of ballots that they're trying to get from point A to point B. If you want to reach out to me, you can do so. Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N at randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com on Twitter, Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. We do have a Random Thoughts account there, but I always forget to post to it. I need to set something up to automate that. I need a bot. But we have Random Podcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B Podcast. And of course, the place you really want to be is the Fediverse. And one of the best places you can hop on the Fediverse is at No Agenda Social. And if you go over to RandomThoughts.com, Look on the right side of the page, kind of scroll down. You will find a link and invite where you, too, could be one of the cool kids on No Agenda Social. But we're going to have some fun before next week. I mean, hopefully by next week, I'm not going to be starting the show going, we still don't know who's president. And hopefully there'll be something more interesting to talk about than who is president or what's going on with COVID. We can certainly dare to dream. But thanks for spending the time with us. Until next week, I am Darren O'Neill. These are my last few words. Thanks for listening.